Welcome back, listeners, to The First Step. It's me, Jill Sachek, and I have a very special guest with me today. It is my mom, Phyllis Sachek, and I'm really excited that she's here because, well, number one, I love her, and number two, I think she's wise. And lately, we've been sharing this journey through the artist's way, which is just contains so much inspiration. So I hope our conversation today may inspire you listeners as well. Welcome to the show, Mom. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So you're a little bit nervous. I am a whole bunch nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that you're doing this with me. One part of the artist's way, this book that we're doing with with actually a whole bunch of people, um, a lot of that book um, is nudging us to kind of step out of our comfort zone and try things that we wouldn't normally try. So I think the fact that you're you're even you even agreed to get on this podcast with me. And if listeners hear this, knowing that you're nervous and you still did it, you might find that you're inspiring others to also step out of their comfort zone. So I think my first question is, um, through this artist's way, um, what have you learned? What's been your biggest takeaway so far? Hmm. My biggest takeaway is that I am more capable than I think I am, than I thought I was. I was really reluctant to do any of this. And I thought to myself, I've just got to put myself out there and try things that are not things that I would ordinarily do. Mm -hmm. And what are you finding that if and when we do do that? What are you noticing as you um, take those risks or face those fears? Each time you do that, you become more, um, uh, you become less fearful of trying new things. So um, first of all, I thought, well, I can't do this. I am not that spontaneous kind of person. I cannot think out uh, in a minute. I have to write everything down. But I realized that well, maybe I can do it. Maybe I am um, capable of doing those sorts of things. Maybe I can go on up on stage and do karaoke. I don't know. This might lead me to doing those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think that's what most of us realize. If we do have the courage to even open the book or start the journey and through Julia Cameron's guidance through her book, I think if we have the courage to do it, what we exactly, as you said, what we realize is it's not as bad as we thought and that we end up having even a little bit of fun on the way and exploring things that, you know, bring, bring joy to our lives. That's true. That's very true. And the other thing I think that stops a lot of us is feeling like we have to do things perfectly. Like when you say going up on stage on karaoke, or as you know, I'm toying with the idea of doing stand-up comedy. I think that's the other thing is like, we imagine we have to do those things perfectly before we ever take any steps in that direction. So are you finding that um, as you step out of your comfort zone and you do things, even though they're not perfect, they're still worthy or valuable or fun? Um, yes, I, I am feeling that way. For instance, I thought, well, I'm not very creative at all. 
But then I put together um, a little board showing the things that I am capable of. And I like, mm -hmm, I can do that. I, I'm good at gardening. I'm good at putting together a, a nice looking home. I'm, uh, uh, I'm actually a good cook when I put my mind to it. I thought, well, I can't be doing, I'm not a really very good cook, but I am a good cook. I just need to go out there and try different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was writing in my morning pages today. That's one of the things that the book asks us to do is kind of do this stream of consciousness writing. And I'm also finding that, yeah, I'm catching the way that I might otherwise um, you know, express self-doubt or criticism, and I'm getting better at rephrasing the way that I talk to myself. So are you still working with those in the book? She calls it like blurts, you know, these kind of things that we say like, I'm no good at this, or I'll never be able to do that. And then her suggestion is to rephrase it in the way of like an affirmation, even if in the beginning, we don't really believe ourselves. Are you still working with those blurts and affirmations? I am. I've been so meaning to get together, like get my paints out, put them on the kitchen island and just paint. And then I say, no, that's too much trouble. Not today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and I think this is the day I should be doing that. So one of these days I am going to take out the paints that you gave me and the brushes and I'm just going to paint. I don't think I need to have a perfect painting. I'll just maybe make a doodle art or something like that. I'm going to do that this week. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Today's Thursday. So you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. I'm going to hold you to it. Yes. Um, so one of the other things that I thought actually when I was preparing for our podcast, I, I, I was kind of giggling to myself because I think we actually maybe you or me or others might think we're we're different but and or similar like i can actually see it on both sides like we're very much the same and maybe in some ways we're different but one of the things i think we definitely share that i think you definitely passed on to me is this kind of i don't even know how to describe it but a sense of something bigger like i remember even as a child i would go to sleep at night and say thank you for my mom thank you for my dad thank you for my warm bed thank you for my health thank you for my home thank you for all the food in the fridge and i'm pretty sure that you were the one that that probably taught me that kind of thing and and yes, we went to church. Yes, you know, I went to a Catholic school. But and I wouldn't necessarily describe our family as overly religious. I don't remember ever really kind of a feeling or sensing a an extreme importance on kind of religion or God. But I always do remember you having a sense of, I don't know if it's faith or connection to a higher power or I don't know. Do you want to talk to that a little bit, that connection that you have to something bigger? I totally have a connection to the creator. I really, really did. I do. And I think maybe I passed it on to you. I'm not sure. But if I did, I think it's a good thing. And do you think you always had that? Like, do you remember always feeling that connection? Yes, I do. Even from as a young child, I know my grandma used to say, 
Uh, come on, let's just go and say a little prayer in church. It doesn't mean that you have to uh, believe in God, but come on, let's just go and kneel down and have a little uh, have a little prayer. And we used to do that as children. And then when I became a mom, I thought, well, I should do that to my children too. Come on, let's just go and see what it's like. And um, if you want to do that as an adult yourself, that's fine. If not, I think I did my um, part in sort of uh, inspiring you to think that there is somebody bigger than us. Mm -hmm. And what did that, what does that give to you? I mean, I know what that, how that benefits me in my life, but how would you say that that connection to something bigger has benefited you? I think that whenever I feel a little troubled or whatever, I just sit down and I close my eyes and I think, if I just ask for a little help in in regard to something, something has always, um, it's a way of, uh, he's with me all the time. As a matter of fact, I have a little plaque hang hanging in our uh, bedroom, on our bedroom wall, and it says, I am with you always. And it's true. For me, I feel that he is with me always. It doesn't matter. Uh, good days, bad days, he's with me always. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really grateful that you passed that on to me. And I, I thought it might be interesting for listeners, too, to know that, you know, I in the artist's way, but I think not only in the artist's way, often a lot of us get these little kinds of signs or guidance or reminders that there is some kind of higher power, universal source energy that is looking out for us or supporting us. So did you want to tell listeners about that time when you found that cross in the parking lot and what that meant to you? Yes. That was pretty special because I had gone to Thrifties and I was getting out of the car and I looked down the ground and there was this beautiful necklace with a beautiful cross hanging on the end of the chain. And I thought, oh my, that was meant for me. <laughs> I picked it up, I brought it home and I hung it on, I haven't, I didn't wear it for the longest time. I just hung it on a little hook. And then one day, I, uh, when I started the artist's way, and she started, and Julia Cameron started talking about a higher power or a creator, I thought, yes, for sure. I do believe in a, in a higher power than myself. I really do. And I love this necklace, and I wear it with pride. Mm -hmm. I know. It's like a little reminder that... Um, there, there is something working through us or with us. Yes, for sure. For me, for sure. So one of the other things that I thought, you know, I would share with listeners is it was, um, it was actually, whether listeners know this or not, my, my main gig is, is teaching yoga. I've been doing that full time for two decades, but it was actually you who got me into yoga because um, in the 70s, before yoga was a big trend, you had stumbled upon it from through where we were living was this wonderful teacher, Gerda Krebs, who was teaching out of her 
home in her basement and she would have, I don't know, five or 10 women to to come and practice. And you would take me there. And when I was young, I think I would color or draw in the back corner, but somehow I think I absorbed some of that, you know, those teachings that was probably where the seed got planted for me to be, um, yeah, so taken by this ancient art of yoga. And you've been at it now for longer than me. Do you want to speak to uh, to what yoga, maybe how you got into yoga or why you liked it and, and why you continue to practice it even today? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, yes. I am ever so grateful to uh, someone, a friend in Sherwood Park, that I used to play racquetball with. And she said to me one day, you should come to yoga. And I said, yoga? No, I don't think that's for me. <laughs> but once again, I said, okay, I'm going to give it a go. And so I um, immediately fell in love with the teacher, of course. And then I thought, this is for me, because she said, you do not have to judge yourself. Just do, uh, just be as good as you can. Do not look over there and expect to be <clears throat> doing what she was doing because she's been taking it for many, many more years than you are. So I said, well, this is okay. I'll come. And then I kept going and going. And I just love yoga. I'm so happy that I kept up with the practice and that uh, I took you <laughs> to sit at the back of the room. And I'm sure that... Uh, Maybe this inspired you to, or at least try this new practice, yoga. What is that all about? And here we are many, many years later, and we are still doing yoga. It is <clears throat> such a good practice for me. It improves balance as I get older, um, flexibility, and... Um, I just, I really, I really uh, love that. I'm, I've seen this person who introduced me and I say to her, thank you very much. I'm ever so grateful that I uh, continue to uh, do yoga. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting when I hear you say that story because I don't know. Yes. Yeah, sometimes you make it seem like you don't take risks or step out of, outside of your comfort zone, but you just told another story in which where you did do exactly that and found, you know, this rich practice just because you said yes to something and even though you didn't know anything about it. So maybe you're breaking paradigms about that idea that you don't you don't take risks or step outside of your comfort zone because here you are recording a podcast and even um 40 years ago you were you were taking those risks when you first tried yoga and i'd also like to mention i think we should give um dad your husband my dad um some credit because it was him too right that encouraged us on our yoga path because even though you did do yoga when i was young you ended up going back to work and becoming i think a busy working mom and and then it was around when i was graduating high school that he um purchased a 6 week course for both of us to go together to yoga. I mean, maybe I have to interview him. Why Why did he do that? Why did he get us that? Were we asking? Were we interested? I don't even remember. But he, he kind of got us back in touch with the practice through that course when I was about 18 or 19. And that was kind of the, the second 
seed that got planted. And then, yeah, I think, you know, we've both been kind of nonstop since then, which is really cool. The other thing that you didn't mention, but I'm pretty sure everybody who does yoga experiences, and I'm sure you do too, is that yes, balance, yes, agility, but how about that side of yoga, like stress release and tension and connection to ourselves? Can you speak to that a little bit? I can actually, some days I don't feel like getting down on the mat at all. And I say, no, not today. And then I say to myself, get down on the mat because after you do your session, you will feel much better because there is a connection actually between body and soul and mind. And uh, I think that yoga, even the, um, the little uh, rest at the end of the practice is good, very good for us because we're just like, okay, you did your you did your yoga, but now you have to uh, rest and relax and look after your body and do not stress so much. Everything will be okay. So was it some days when I don't feel like getting down on the mat, I feel so much better after I do yoga. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think everybody feels like that. And I think everybody who, whether you have a yoga practice or you wish you had a yoga practice, I think that's worth acknowledging that the hardest part is just rolling out the mat and getting on it. But if you can accomplish that, you know, just getting on your mat and getting started, inevitably, you're always, we are always grateful when we do that for ourselves. We always feel better after our practice. So if anybody is listening, I would encourage them, yeah, to to get into yoga if you're not. And if you're into yoga, to do it consistently and enjoy those benefits. So uh, another question that I thought. I'm so grateful to you, Jilly, for, for, um, because you're so different than I. I am not very adventurous. And you are quite adventurous. And um, I remember when you said, I'm going to India. You're going to India? Oh, that's like, that's really scary. Do not go to India. Yes, I'm going to India. And there you were a young girl. Off you went to India. Uh, I was like scared for about uh, uh, six months. Then I realized, no, you're a very (laughs) capable person. You'll be okay. (laughs) And you actually... um, (laughs) because I'm not adventurous and I was never exposed to water because we lived on the prairies I was like whoa I can't do I can't even get in the water past my ankles and then one day you say come on let's go canoeing and we did and then one day one time when we were in Mexico you say let's go rafting down the the river and I was you want me to go rafting down the river well, I, okay, well then I will do it, but Danny, or you have to hold me because I may fall in the water and you know, I can't swim. <laughs> and you remember when you took me uh, snorkeling and you held my hand and you said, look at the fish down there. And I was like, Ooh, this is a new experience. So I want to thank you for all these wonderful things that you made me do, even though I was like, I'm really afraid. Well, that's funny that you, you say that because the question I was just going to ask was, what I have written down here is how do you think we're different? But, and you just answered it, but in all honesty, I don't think we're that different, you know, because generationally, I think, you know, I'm not that 
adventurous for my generation, but maybe compared to the opportunities that your generation had for travel or adventure sports or that kind of thing, it seems really adventurous. But I mean, just from what you mentioned, I would say that's proof undeniable proof that you are quite adventurous. Maybe it takes a little nudge or it takes a little invitation, but you really have, from my perspective, consistently taken yourself out of your comfort zone, even if it's difficult, and done these things. I mean, I remember so many occasions when I was living in Mexico and you and dad would come down and Danny and I would propose some crazy adventure and you guys would say, okay, let's go do it. I mean, maybe you were nervous. Maybe that created a little bit of anxiety, but it it hasn't stopped you from from trying a lot of really adventurous things. So maybe we're breaking all kinds of paradigms through having this conversation because as I see it, I think you're actually quite adventurous. And maybe, and for all listeners, I think this is the thing too, maybe where we're where we differ or where we're the same, where we're all the same and we're all kind of different. But I think, you know, when we do ponder taking a risk or when we do consider doing something outside of our comfort zone, I think all of us experience anxiety, right? This kind of nervousness, this fear of the unknown and what might happen. And maybe I find it a little bit easier to move through that and just do it anyways. But I think we universally all feel that anxiousness. And on many occasions, you've overcome it and and just stepped forward and into it. So for listeners, what would you say, what's the benefit of moving past that initial kind of fear or moving past that initial resistance in the, on those occasions that you mentioned or that you can think of when that arises, that initial hesitation, but you don't let it stop you? What's the benefit? The benefit is that it's so much fun and you learn to do new things that you thought you never could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get to, you know, have these experiences, right? That you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah, Exactly. For sure. Definitely. But I think, you know, when I really look at you and I, we're actually quite the same. Like, you know, we both are very intuitive. I think we're both very um, communicative and caring and compassionate. So I actually see maybe we're different and, you know, everybody's a little bit different. But I actually see us when I was preparing for the podcast, as I said, I I was thinking, yeah, no, we're more we're more the same than different. Um, did you want to speak to, you know, the other one of the things that I, I also thought of for our podcast that I wanted to thank you for is, um, you know, that side of us that is like intuitive, kind of connected to something deeper. I think that's not something that a lot of people admit or foster or nurture or talk about or, you know, yeah, speak of. And, and I'm really grateful to have those gifts of intuition or connection 
to spirit. So in your life, was that something that you felt like you had somebody to talk about? Was it always easy to admit to yourself that you had, you know, kind of, I don't know, because some people might look at those words and think like, you can't prove that, or that's just in your mind, or you're just making things up. But so I guess my question is, have you, have you always known that you had intuition and and connection to creator and and have you always felt comfortable knowing that or or are you growing in in that comfort and knowing that do you want to speak to that a little bit yes i have always been intuitive sometimes i think it's synchronicity but i think it's just being intuitive i can remember when you lived in mexico and i would um I was like, oh, I don't know. I think that there's something up here. I don't think uh, something is happening. So remember when Sammy had to have her operation, I was calling you and I was thinking, nope, I'm just going to keep calling because I just felt like something was up. And then I I got I got through to you. And sure enough, there was Sammy. She was having her operation. And I thought, well, that's really weird. Mm-hmm. You knew it. I knew, I knew like something was not right. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you had people you could say that to though? Because these are topics that aren't necessarily accepted, right? Did you, did you, did you feel like you could use that as a superpower or was that something you had to kind of tuck away? No, I think I couldn't express this to somebody else. I just, kept it inside for the longest time. But now I know that I can talk to you and I know that other people feel the same way about mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think a lot of who you and I are in many ways is kind of mm, outside of what our culture honors. And I think, you know, even in this book where we're steered towards allowing ourselves to express creativity, that that's what I also notice. It's like some of these gifts that we have, intuition, creativity, they're not necessarily the things that are celebrated in our in our world. So I think in many ways you are a bit of a a renegade or um, you know, at least for me, you've been an example of somebody who who is connected to something so clearly that's outside of um, you know, just what we can prove or what science will um, give evidence for. So yeah, I really thank you for that. Um, just being um, being who you are and showing me that those qualities in myself actually do have value, whether whether or not, you know, everybody understands that. I think knowing that yeah, that you're, you have those same qualities or intuition has allowed me to, to grow them in myself and, and see them as a benefit, not, you know, something that I have to hide away. Yes, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything else you want to share with listeners? Uh, not really. I think that's good. As Would I you? Said, I'm a very private person, so I don't like to share a lot of things about myself, whatever, mm-hmm. because it might open up 
some thing that I don't want to talk about. But as I said, I'm just like a very private person. And uh, even though I do get along well with other with people, I can uh, talk to people, but still, I don't divulge everything about myself. That's just the kind of person I am. Well, I'm so grateful that you talked with me today. Maybe the last um, question I'll ask you then is, would you recommend this book to other people? Yes, definitely. Um, as I, When I first started it in week two and week three and things were hard and I thought, I don't think I can go through with this. But I think here we are, week eight, and I've totally enjoyed the book, totally enjoyed. And I found out through the tasks, I found out things about myself. As I write them down, I think, wow, look at that. Yes, I do enjoy all of these, doing all of these things. I love doing the tasks, actually. I've got a little book and I write down everything that I've done and all of the tasks are, um, they, uh, they are, fun. some of them are very fun. Some of them are difficult, but uh, I really enjoy the book. I would definitely recommend it. So anybody looking to step outside their comfort zone or grow in their connection to self, we would both deeply, highly recommend this book, The Artist's Way, as well as getting into a yoga practice. And and I think hopefully our conversation has inspired others to um, face fears and take risks and know that you wouldn't be listening to this if my mom didn't do that. So thank you so much, mom, for coming on my podcast today and may all beings be happy. Yes, for sure, Jill.